0: Welcome back to another episode of the Early Forever Podcast. This is Isaiah.
1: And I'm your co-host, Tequila. How y'all doing today, y'all? <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest in this episode. It's episode nine. Yes. We're already at episode nine. Sorry we're late. We know we were supposed to be up yesterday, but judge your mother. Uh. Um, yeah, judge so... <laughs> <laughs> we have a special guest. You want to introduce yourself, sweetie?
2: Hi, what's up? My name is Jose Castro. Um, a very close friend of the family. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I'm here to be a special guest and kind of shed some light on some things. Yeah. We're All right. Ready.
0: So before we get into it, I'm going to explain why he's a special friend to the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, we went to. This beautiful school, <laughs> sarcasm. You should see his face. Uh, so we went to college together. We went to uh, SUNY Cortland. We were two chocolate chips uh on that on that campus. <laughs> on a so, snowy mountain. On a, <laughs> for real. You never thought about that shit. That shit,
2: that shit was snow caps, arctic
0: so you know we, we we became drawn to each other and you know we became brothers, we became brothers for sure mm-hmm. um, so this episode, we're gonna focus on mental health in the
1: black community. the black community mm-hmm. um, which is very important.
0: Yes, it's something that needs to have some light shed upon it and uh mm-hmm. we have a guest to help us out with it uh baby you wanna start up? How you feel about the status of mental health in our community?
1: Uh, I feel like we're in the red. Okay. <laughs> as far as the status of mental health in the black community. I feel like we don't talk about it enough. I feel like it's still taboo even in 2018 to talk about mental health issues in our families. Um, especially in our families we you know we we'll talk about everybody else's families and how they have a uncle who they people don't see
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, but within our own families we don't we don't talk about it, and we don't show enough support in our families for mental health. It's just we gotta do better i in my opinion, us as a community, we have to do better and supporting um our family members or our friends or you know. Anybody we know with with mental health issues support is huge I mean with anything with any aspect of anybody's life support is huge and for the people who are Living with mental health Every day. I mean, I can't you know speak for it personally, but I feel like they need to know that they have that support in it That is real support and not being nosy. Yeah,
0: there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, we, and we actually, we yeah. actually, me and Jose were riding a little earlier. And we actually just talked about empathy
3: mm-hmm.
0: and, um, there's a difference between being nosy mm-hmm. and being empathetic. Absolutely. Understanding how someone's feeling. Absolutely. And compared to just wanting to know what's going on with them. Mm-hmm. Being nosy. You,
3: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, you just don't to have talk to, about their business. Yeah. You don't have to. Have gone through something, or you don't have to have mental issues yourself, mm-hmm. mental mental health issues yourself, mm-hmm. um, in order to understand what someone's going through. Mm-hmm. Being empathetic for someone who's going through any type of mental health issues or any other health issues yeah. is enough for someone who's going through that to feel a little bit better about themselves. Yes, and about um, their
1: situation. And about
0: their situation, exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose, you want to hit any points on
2: this? Well, again, the the stigma in the community, uh, the black community, especially about mental health, I feel as though it just pretty much stems from the fact that just black community, we don't take care of our health or feel as though it's a priority like a lot of other things that they feel is a priority, like mm-hmm. driving a nice car mm-hmm. or having a new pair of sneakers mm-hmm. or having particular materialistic things that, that we worry about exactly mm-hmm. that they worry about you know what I'm saying as far as you know those things come it's like that that's like the number one thing to have those are the priorities mm-hmm. but your health in all aspect and in, in all seriousness should be your number one priority because Absolutely. you can't wear the sneakers drive the car or have any of those things if you're not living mm-hmm. so you know and it's just one of those things like even when we growing up you got grandmother and grandfathers or this that third they making their own remedies up they're not mm-hmm. really going to the doctors to get this and that done or whatever whatever and for the most part some of these people live to be 75 80 years old mm-hmm. but a lot of the things that's in the food and uh the things that you know that's happening out as far as the in the environment and stuff like that didn't exist then now they, now they absolutely exist now.
1: absolutely yeah. so, so now, holistic practices work back then because correct. they don't have all the uh, processed food and stuff like that um, like they do
2: now. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, so then, so now, you know, you, you got new factors that you have to deal with. Mm-hmm. And these factors also call for different approaches. So those approaches agree. be taking your black ass to the doctor so mm-hmm. you can get everything yeah. <laughs> looked at. You yeah, know Yeah. I
1: agree. Yeah. I agree. What you think,
0: babe? Yes, um, I can just, I mean, I can go on with this forever, but it's, it's something that health as a whole in the black community we don't like to go to the doctors we, we don't take advantage of the technology and the opportunities that we have because mm-hmm. either we're scared mm-hmm. or we're broke
3: mm-hmm.
0: or we're both Yeah, and we don't want to take advantage of the things that we have that can help us still go to the doctors if we're scared and we're broke
2: yeah. or some people not to cut anybody's yeah. Yeah. or some people even have health insurance and they just affect the matter It just they just, like you said, they scared mm-hmm. to go to doctors because it's like, they'd rather just die mm-hmm. unexpectedly than rather fight for their life, you know, and put that effort into try to live longer. Mm-hmm. You say, "Oh shit, oh, I didn't know I had it yeah, or yeah. whatever, so, you know, what I don't know won't kill, no, mm-hmm. that shit gonna kill your ass. Mm-hmm. Like, you gonna go to the doctor, like what you said about your father, my uncle passed the colon cancer, he had colon cancer by the time he went to the doctor kept putting off kept putting off for like a year or two by the time he went to the doctor it was already terminal yeah mm-hmm. he wasn't he went to hospice three months and died
3: mm-hmm. that was
2: my cousin Corey' father you know mm-hmm. you not know, that you know he, i was cool with him and he was you know a good guy for the most part and just to see him pass like that that quick yeah, yeah. being like and like my my cousin said he said cuz i'm gonna be honest with you my father would have lived all he had to do was Take care of himself. Take care mm-hmm. of himself. And go get the help mm-hmm. once he figured once he figured that something was going wrong with his body. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And it's funny too that um we say that it happened fast, but he probably had it for years. Correct.
2: Mm-hmm. Correct.
1: And just didn't treat it. Correct. But it was fast to us because in January you find out that they have it and in March they gone. But exactly. it's, it, it was fast to us because we just found just out what it out. was. Yeah.
0: He's been dying for years. Yeah. And wouldn't even know.
1: It. Yeah. So we need to take care of ourselves. We need to take better care of ourselves. Um, we talking about, you know, health issues and um,
2: mental, health. mental
1: health is um, basically what we came here um, to talk about.
2: It's our priority.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So not to put you on the spot, Jose, but we were going to talk about... Um, Bipolar disorder.
3: Correct.
1: Um, and of course, you can, you know, share whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Um, but do you want to talk about your experience with bipolar disorder?
2: Yes, I would like to. Um, uh, We're basically speaking about this because this is something that I deal with. Mm-hmm. I used to say I suffer from it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You can say that as well i, I say i like to say I deal with it now because live um, with it yeah, live with it yeah mm-hmm. that's better mm-hmm. I, because i starting to learn more how to not just cope but just kind of figure out what I need to do what I need to do for it because yeah. you know bipolar disorder is pretty much for those that don't know is a mental health condition that. It's a um, uh, a mood disorder that pretty much I can be high off a of life, happy as hell one day, feel like I can do anything, achieve anything, and then the next day plummet and be depressed to the point that I don't want to be bothered with nobody, don't want to talk to nobody, and just pretty much want to be reserved in my own personal space and don't want to deal with nothing and feel like you know all hope is gone. And this is something that is pretty much based upon the fact the matter that the chemical in my brain is constantly and it's pretty much at an imbalance so i'm constantly every day my mood is affected because of that imbalance mm-hmm. i was diagnosed with this in 2005 and um, the reason why i figured out that i had some issues then is because i was in a relationship. <clears throat> the relationship went bad because my behavior started to change, and mm-hmm. you know, she started. The girl I was dealing with at the time started to see some things, but I wasn't seeing some things, and mm-hmm. I didn't really actually start to deal with and and really understand what was going on with me until she left. She left. I got extremely depressed. I got I felt bad about the whole situation, and used to question myself like, "Damn, I knew I loved her, and I knew I cared about. Her, but why would I?" push her away Mm -hmm. every other day, and break up with her, and this, that, and third. it was just, it was a whole bunch of shit, and then after she left, it made me start to realize and point the finger more at me, like, uh, something ain't right with me, so I fell into this deep, deep, deep depression, long story even shorter, end up finding out that my father, father was diagnosed with something, then he got diagnosed with bipolar disorder, And then I went to the doctors, a couple of different ones, and they ended up referring me to a psychiatrist. And um, Mm
3: -hmm.
2: from their point on, from 2005, I've been, you know, uh, pretty much going, you know, through this, you know what I'm saying? And trying to to handle this the best way I possibly can. Mm
3: -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: Do you have any questions for me?
0: Um, Do you feel like... If you wouldn't have taken the steps in 2005, do you feel like you would be worse off now if you didn't take the steps to find out what was
2: going on? I'd probably be dead now, Isaiah. Because at that point, it was a point in my life when I felt as though after she left me that I was so guilty of hurting that girl and the things that I could, didn't understand about what was going on with me and why I was saying the stuff I would say to her and, mm. you know, and the actions I was doing, you know, I was loving her Monday, Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, I'm like, yo, get out of my face. I don't want to be bothered with you, whatever, you know, I was hurting this girl feelings that she really cared and loved me. Yeah. And then I took the, came to the point that, you know, after she left, I started, to. to, to I was already in that deep depression state before I actually went out mm-hmm. and sought the help that I needed. To understand exactly what i was going through and what i actually had that yeah I, I was thinking about ways of like you know what man i hurt somebody i really did care about and mm-hmm. she's hurting but she's gone i don't want to be here so i started contemplating death yeah i started thinking about you know what what i'm gonna do
3: mm-hmm.
1: so in hindsight um did you see the signs before two
2: thousand five? You know, honestly, I never seen the signs personally, but people I went to high school with—it was a close female friend of mine, right? She used to say sometimes to me. Besides being, you know, like I said, having a depressional bouts and mm-hmm. dealing with that—that's what I mainly deal with for the mm-hmm. most part. I mean, I have my my highs and my highs. I feel like I said I'm. I'm the funniest person in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm the funniest person in the world. Mm-hmm. To me, when I'm when I'm on point, you know, this humor and this comedy stuff that I do, mm-hmm. you know, and stuff like that, like I'm pretty damn good at it. You know, when I'm in that good space. Mm-hmm. Now, I had a female friend of mine that was in high school with me, and she said to me one day, and I'll never forget it to this day. She said, "Jose, sometimes you come in this classroom." And you quiet, and you don't gonna deal with nothing, deal with nobody. It seems like she said. But then other times you come in this classroom, and you the funniest person in the world. She's like, why?
3: Hmm.
2: And she looked at me with a seriousness on her face, like I really want to know. But I couldn't even answer the question because mm-hmm. yeah. I, I didn't even realize that was who I was. Yeah. And then this was my senior year in high school. Yeah. So it was starting to. To show mm-hmm. itself to other people, but I wasn't it yeah. until 2005.
1: Do you think that a lot of people, that happens for a lot of people who don't, they don't recognize the signs and people don't, other people that's around them don't recognize
2: them until it's too late? Yeah. I mean, just look. Having any, mental, having any health condition pre-existing or non-pre-existing, you have to pay attention to signs. Everything points towards something. Mm-hmm. If your back starts hurting for no reason, it ain't no reason. It's a reason. Yeah. You just don't know what the reason yeah. is. Yes. Yes. Just like mental health. You don't know why you get depressed until you seek the answers on why you get depressed. I didn't know why I started to really, really treat the female I was with at that time, like I did, and why I started to the, the relapse into depression, because I was going to depression even sometimes when we was together, because I was feeling like, sometimes like, damn, why I can't get this right? Why I can't love this woman?
1: Yeah. When
2: I know she loved me, well, I'm just going to push her away. I'm just going this. So then I would just go the sucker route and be like, you know, I don't want to be with you. But then call her two weeks later, I want to be back with you because mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. live without you type stuff.
3: Mm-hmm. So
2: I, so when anybody... When they don't date, take tally of what's going on with them, they don't know until they start seeking answers. And that's the biggest misconception about just health conditions and stuff like that in in the black communities because the fact of the matter, we don't wanna face the truth. Yeah. yeah. They wanna sit up there and put it off on like, oh man, Jose just crazy or he you know, you hear him tell him jokes, he ain't got no damn sense, or this, that, and the yeah. third Yeah, my jokes don't got no sense to him because they crazy because I make up stuff to make you want to laugh. Because, yeah, comedians think like that anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when I'm not making you laugh, it's hard to make myself laugh. Yeah. Because I'm going through some real-life stuff. A mental health condition is a real-life thing. It affects my social life, my, um, you know, my mental you know, my, um, emotional, emotional thank you, mm-hmm. tequila, mm-hmm. my, you know, also the fact that, man, my self-esteem and stuff like that, yeah, like, yeah, I, you yeah. start to feel like, damn, ain't nobody gonna wanna be with me or be around me because I have this, I felt like that sometimes, I felt like, damn, man, I, like I might not get no relationship right because of what I go through and stuff like that, but, you know, there is... You just got to find the right person and you just got to be able to know what you're dealing with and always want to be able to deal with it. You know, you Mm -hmm. can run all day long, but one day you're going to have to deal with, you know, your mental health condition or any condition, mental health condition for that matter, before it deals with you. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, So at Cortland, SUNY Cortland, me and Jose were in school Whole first semester of college Our first semester on the campus We met each other the first week of school We didn't speak again probably until the end Of that first semester We came back to school that second semester And Jose was like, yo bro you just gotta come chill and watch the game with me Something like that So we came ever since I came over to his crib, we chilled or whatever We've been tight ever since It wasn't until The end of that semester Um that jose told me about his uh bipolarism Mm -hmm. so that's a whole semester which isn't that long that's what three months four months Mm -hmm. four months of chilling with this dude and i'm telling you it's four months of chilling with this dude because it was nobody else to chill with (laughs) um (laughs) there was nothing else to do (laughs) so if you wasn't in school there was no bars to chill at, no party time, like not for y'all. Not for us. Not for y'all. So <laughs> one thing that I realized once he told me this is the end of this is the end of that semester. Um what we used to do was uh we would watch any sports that was on. We used to watch a lot of old school movies. Another thing that we did was we boxed. Um And I don't know what it did for you, but for me, it was a it was a getaway. Like it was it was my it was my way of getting my mind off of school. Stress. stress, It was a stress reliever. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, And it took me years and I don't think I've ever told you this, but it took me years after college to realize that whether you knew it or not. I'm not putting this, I'm not, I'm not putting this thrown this at you or throwing it on you, but whether you knew it or not, but that, that stress reliever for you was crazy. Mm-hmm. We would box for like two hours. You're not supposed to box for two hours. You're not <laughs> supposed to really work. And we working out in this crib. Like it's, we moving the couches out the way and we sparring on the top floor. People living underneath me. We sparring in his living room for two hours. And after we would be done, like it was euphoric, it was, it was like how people feel about using drugs Like we had a euphoria, we were so happy after we would spar And then we would go back and watch boxing tape Watch the dope movie, get something to eat Hit some homework if we had to, do some studying But he had hit me like, yo God, we gotta we got spar So I come through And right away he grabbed a mitt And we go out for like two hours But that relief Led me to not know anything about you having by I've never seen your down,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and I still haven't necessarily seen your down. You've talked to me when you've had your downs, but I've never seen your down in person. Mm-hmm. And I probably would have if we didn't do stuff like that on that campus. Yeah. So like that was a huge. That's not something that I really realized while I was there. We were just in the moment. We boxing. We we doing stuff that brothers do, we chilling. But looking back on it after we graduated, it was just like, man, that stress reliever had to be crazy for him. Cause it was a stress reliever for me because that just got my mind off of sports. It got my mind off, I played on the football team, it got my mind off of that, got my mind off of school. So I couldn't, have, I couldn't really fathom how much of the relief that it gave you because your euphoria after we would do that, man, like we would be sore, we would be sweating. And everything but you had such a a happiness afterwards i hadn't and you didn't tell me that until we left left school that semester that for the summer so like i never really knew it but that had a huge impact on also you also told me that you had a huge impact on why you came back so you know <laughs> I, I appreciated it it was huge it was definitely huge
2: can i say something on that yeah, no yeah. um you you don't understand how much that helped me I I mean, I was in that school you know, at 28 years of age, pretty much left Albany, didn't really know what I wanted to do in college anyway, but Mm -hmm. it sounded like a good major what we were studying and stuff like that so I just went out there for it I needed to meet somebody like you I mean, my roommates was cool and stuff like that but they, you know, they wasn't black they was, you know, white guys and they was cool white dudes and stuff like that, but they didn't love sports like Nothing me and like you y'all. loved it yeah. exactly, mm-hmm. and, and the fact that matter too, like like this, like you said, you know, I called you, but there was times when you like, like man, I was down and out. You didn't know it because this is the thing too with mental health, it's a, it's a stigma already on it, but also there's a you know feeling of people be ashamed to speak on, I was ashamed when I first got diagnosed, I didn't want to run out and tell the whole yeah. world that, mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, people looking at you like, I knew his ass had something wrong with him got there <laughs> you know what I'm saying, so at the <laughs> end of the day, you know, you know, you don't want to almost like feel as though that this is something that you want to run around and tell the world, because yeah. it's not like, you know, you, it's a, it's a great thing,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's something I, you know, I was born with, and I'm dealing with and living with every day. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. To do my best my best, at trying to be better with it. And that's what I'm doing. But there was times when you, I don't know, man, if that was God or, you know, what it is, I'm not real religious, but I'm spiritual, that, mm-hmm. you know, you come like, yo, yo, throw in the gloves, man. Yo, I want you to, you know, I want to come over there so we you know, we can do the, some some boxing and put the mitts on and I'll put the mitts on or whatever, whatever. Man, and, I, and you know, that that would help me, especially if, you know, I was stressing out over school, over, you know, back home family stuff, or yeah. just, you know, my de- depression was starting to, to sink in, because sometimes when I wasn't talking to you or seeing from you and stuff like that, whatever, is because I was keeping my distance, yeah. you know, because my, my, no, I don't want my mood to ever affect your mood, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, because Kayla would come up there sometimes and y'all be hanging out sometimes, you know, y'all would call me like, oh, yo, Kayla up here. You know, let's do the music thing. Let's talk about music. Let's do this and that third. And mm-hmm. sometimes i will be like, you know, yeah, I'll come by later because I was trying to kind of yeah. talk myself through yeah. whatever. And then sometimes, like I said, when I was down and out, you would come over and you, I'll put the gloves on. You had the mitts, and we well vice versa. You put the yeah. gloves, on and I hold the mitts. Man, it was, and it was a euphoria after the fact because I'm, you know, it's like it was that exercise, like yo, man, I, I, I really needed that because mm-hmm. I love boxing, anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you know that that yeah, man, you don't know how much that helped me too because it just was something that, you know, it was it was it, it pulled me out of my that funk that I was uh, I was in. Mm-hmm.
0: You know, part of this, the reason why I wanted to go there was because um, I'm seeing it more, I'm seeing mental health issues more in our children at a younger age, and uh-huh. they have no, they don't know what type of getaways to use. Mm-hmm. They don't know what avenues to go through um, besides the fact they're not getting proper help from home.
1: Yeah,
0: Um Or school, support. Or school, or, support.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, or, school or, or any other avenue that they are usually getting advice from or getting advised from. Mm-hmm. Um, and for you, one of the things that we used was boxing um any type of sport any drawing it doesn't matter what it is a lot of these kids don't know what avenue to take to they
1: don't have a release they don't
0: have any release or any type of relief just finding a release in our community is hard to do now it is um you can't just walk down the street and go to the park and feel comfortable
3: Mm-hmm.
1: That's
0: probably going to add on to your stress level. Just trying to walk through the walk through the park to go hoop. Mm-hmm. So you know it's just a lot of things that we aren't finding in our communities that is leading to that are leading to us not finding or seeking out the help that we need.
1: Yeah. Besides I, the
0: fact that we're scared or embarrassed yeah. or
1: yeah,
0: all of the above. So.
1: And I I really do agree with uh, release. Um, I also feel like a physical release isn't always a release. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, um, I feel like going to a therapist can also be a release. And mm. that, that you know, a lot of people don't go to therapists because, again, that's taboo in our community. You crazy if you go to a sh- quote unquote shrink mm. um, in our community. And I feel like that that stigma needs to stop. That our narrative needs need to change as far as um going to see a therapist um, and you don't have to have a precondition or not, you know, you don't have to have a mental illness issue to go see a therapist. I really feel like if you know if you don't have an outlet, if you don't have a support outlet, you really should find a therapist. and um uh it's a podcast that I listen to. I know she's listening. Joy. Uh, joya social work podcast she talks about you know all the time going to see a therapist um because she ha- she struggles with anxiety um and she stresses going to see a therapist that look like you you know l- seeking out a black therapist because they know our struggles mm-hmm. you know it's it's a lot of therapists that don't they can't connect with their clients like a you know like a black therapist can, as far as being a black man or a black woman. Um, so I feel like that's a and that's a very important um, release too it's it's you know sports, drawing, if you're an artist, do your art, if Music, you're a comedian, anything. do your you know do your your comedy, comedy. Mm-hmm. um, but you should also have an emotional release in a therapist, I think what you think, sweetie?
2: I yeah went to a care therapist I had a good therapist um she uh kind of changed um, the fact that matter she do therapy for individuals she kind of just do family counseling and stuff like that now whatever but you know that helped me immensely because a lot of the times when I was going through some of my toughest things um you know you know being you know just being depressed and uh having my family family situations change mm-hmm. having um issues within my family and also other things you know when I was you know having issues in my marriage and stuff like that whatever
3: mm-hmm.
2: you you gotta go to people you gotta go to people that like you said that can relate to you yes. and know that this is some of the things that you have to deal with because they're dealt- they're either dealing with them or they've dealt with them firsthand. And at the end of the day, it's like, I couldn't have got through a lot of things if I didn't go to the therapist. Because sometimes you don't have none of the answers. Mm-hmm. So you need to get some information from somebody else. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, at least have a starting point. Because when you're down and out, you're not thinking about the some of the things that you need to do. And can't even say how much that you know, when you have a therapist or you got somebody that I can talk to to counsel you, can help you kind of put clarity to the situation that you're going through, whether it was, you know, uh, marriage issues or uh, relationship issues Mm -hmm. or depression or anything that you was going through or are going through, like battling depression on and off, Mm -hmm. you know, regular basis because mm-hmm. at the ta- at this point in time that you see even on television all the time now and through social media that, you know, people are killing themselves. Yeah. You know, they depressed, you know, and people think just because, you know, people have money mm-hmm. and these stars and stuff like that, you know, have all these resources and stuff like that, they that that's just enough for them to, to live and yeah. to be alive and be yeah. happy. Yeah. And none of that stuff matters when you can't figure out why you feeling the way you feeling? Mm-hmm. You know, the money don't solve depression. You know what I'm saying? For the most part, you can have all the resources in the world—cars, money, clothes, all that stuff in the world. Mm-hmm. You know, but if you don't got nobody to help you sort out your thoughts and help you deal with the way you feeling, that feeling can turn so negative that everything right go left, and you're no longer living mm-hmm. because you don't took your life because you just don't want to deal with how you feeling anymore because yeah. people just get tired. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and, and like I said, I'm, I was there at one point in my life, too. I haven't been there in a while, but that's a strong feeling and, and you know, once you make that decision to take your own life, everyone's affected and you're no longer here anymore mm-hmm. in this world.
1: Well, I hope that wasn't too heavy for everybody, <laughs> but it needed to be said. Thank you so much, sweetie, for being so transparent. So where can we find you,
0: Jose? Yes. Before we go, please <laughs> listen to my brother real quick. <laughs> and y'all need to find out where y'all can find him.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm on uh, Facebook, uh, on the Jose Castro Instagram, Jose Castro uh, Fiasco 2 Um also, I just want to say this as well. I appreciate the both of y'all for uh, allowing me to speak on this topic. Absolutely. And uh, you know, like I said, you know, this is not something that is easily um, spoken about mm-hmm. in our community and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And even to this day, sometimes I still get a little, you know, not can't say embarrassed. I'm living with it, and I I owned it. You yes. know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to let it own me, mm-hmm. but. I'm doing what I have to do to better myself with this. And I just want to say this and let y'all finish with y'all other closing remarks, but say that anybody that knows, anyone that going through something like this has a pre-existing uh, mental health condition or may have something but too scared to go out and seek help because you're embarrassed or you feel, you know, please go seek help and stuff like that because, um, you know, if a person gets to a point where they just can't take stuff no more, you know. You lose a family member you'll Mm -hmm. lose a person you love and care Mm -hmm. about and their life is gone and you can't get it back Mm -hmm. you know there's uh mental health out there therapists out there i mean if you got to do the medicine route i don't do the medicine route but i do do other things like you know that help me music therapy you know different type of things that help me with my um you know bipolar disorder but also you know
1: you're a comedian
2: yeah and i you know i do the jokes i the The humor is is, 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 you know, is something I, I like to uh, to help other people with, and me making other people laugh and smile helps me. But also, if yes. somebody's going through some things, you know, there's uh, mental health hotlines out there to yes. call, yes. and um, you know, just support, just support one another. Like I said, you know, in our community, this is something that's not talked about, and I'm glad we discussed it today. And I thank y'all again for letting me speak about this topic. Of
1: course, oh, thank Jeff you me. so much for being so transparent. So yeah, everybody. That was the end of episode eight. We hope what y'all episode? like it. What episode? This it? episode nine. <laughs> See? Yeah. I'm messing up. It's too late. <laughs> I was now. good until now. Episode nine, baby. <laughs> Episode nine. <laughs> All right, everybody. Take care of your family members. Take care of yourselves. We love you. Our mantra: family, love, and life. Do it. Yes. <laughs> All right, babe. Bye. Bye.